Good morning, y'all. This is Dana from DAS Financial Aid Consulting Services and Financial Aid Com- <laughs> Financial Aid Compliance Solutions. Apologies, um, just got a little distracted. Um, and I'd like to welcome you into today's show. Um, today's show, I'm dedicating uh, to our servicemen and women and first responders in honor of our 20th anniversary of 9-11, uh, which as we know is tomorrow. And I uh, just uh, would like to thank um, our service men and women and first responders uh, for their service. Um, I'll be honest, this is gonna be a tough show for me because uh, I uh, remember 9-11 very well. Um, as most of us do. Um, in 20 years is seems like a long time to some of you. Um, for those of us, though, um, that remember that day very well, um, it is a very sad day. And uh, just um, want to say that um, for those of you that are young, um, maybe you were born um, in 2001, um, and as um, you you don't remember um, what had happened, and um, I I just want to put it out there that uh, this morning I happened to be watching um, one of the news shows, and um, I heard um, a college student that said that um, they couldn't quite understand why. Uh, we were making such a big deal um, about this day. Um, and I just want to put it out there that I really, really, really hope that to that student and other students um, and individuals that are feeling that sentiment, that you really need to uh, talk to folks like myself that are older and uh, try to get a grasp on what actually happened that day. Um, And the reason why I'm putting it out there is because uh, what happened that day led to why we were over in Afghanistan in the first place. um, And also why other countries supported us, uh, defended us and, um, now with how things ended up with us pulling out of Afghanistan the way we did, which I don't care who you are, there is no way that that was the correct way to go. And um, I just, I really think you need to um, step back and take a minute or two and and really uh, understand exactly what has happened and thank all of our servicemen and women and first responders. You see someone in uniform, you thank them. Because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to have this show and I wouldn't be able to live free and neither would all of you. And so in honor, of our servicemen and women, I wanted to highlight 
in the Department of Ed, um, Iraq and Afghanistan service grants. Uh, and for those individuals um, who are children of fallen heroes from 9-11. And uh, so I uh, pulled up the um, fsapartners.ed.gov. Uh, so for those of you that are in the financial aid world, and actually this is, this is um, available to everybody. You just go to fsapartners.ed.gov. Uh, students and parents have access to this information. You go into the Knowledge Center and uh, you can click on uh, Handbook and and if you if you want to read it, um, this tells you how we as financial aid professionals uh, award uh, Pell Grants and student loans for those um, schools that are eligible to receive the Title IV funds. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to quickly just read this little section out of the handbook um, for Iraq and Afghanistan service grants and zero EFCs. A student whose parents or guardian died as a result of the U.S. military service in Iraq or Afghanistan after September 11, 2001, or as a result of active service in the line of duty as a public safety officer, quote, see Children of Fallen Heroes Scholarship Act, subsection above, in quote, may receive increased Title IV funds if at the time of the parent or guardian's death, the student was either less than 24 years old or was enrolled in college. The department is aware of the Appropriations and Emergency Coronavirus Relief Act passed December of 2020, which changes the age qualifiers for Iraq and Afghanistan service grants from 24 to 33. However, this change has not yet been implemented. We will provide further guidance at a later date. If the student is eligible for a Pell Grant, you award and package all 24 aid based on an EFC of zero. That means you are eligible for a full Pell Grant and this year for the 2021-2022 award year that just began on July 1st and will continue through to June 30th uh, to complete that FAFSA application, it's $6,495. And potentially you can get 150% of the $6,495. It just depends on the program that you're enrolled in um, and uh, when you start. Um, in order for that eligibility. And the next section goes on to read, if the student is ineligible for a Pell Grant only because his EFC is too high, he may receive an Iraq and Afghanistan service grant if the student's parent died as a result of U.S. military service in Iraq or Afghanistan after September 11, 2001. As with Pell Grants, there is a receipt limit of 12 semesters, 600% lifetime eligibility used, and this limitation is not limited to students who received their first Pell Grant on or after July 1st of 2008. And payments are adjusted for students enrolled less than full-time. Unlike Pell Grants, those non-need-based grants do not count as estimated financial assistance. A student is tracked for LEU separately for Pell and Iraq, Afghanistan 
service grants and may concurrently have a running LAU tally for each. That LAU tally, um, LAU stands for lifetime eligibility usage. And uh, for some students that um, uh, may have, be, have been enrolled in um, school for a few years now um, are, and have been Pell Grant recipients are considered to are using a portion of that lifetime eligibility usage. So if you have any questions, uh, just go to your financial aid advisor and uh, talk to them. Let them know if, if they do not know already that you qualify under the Iraq and Afghanistan service grants or uh, Children of Fallen Heroes Act, then you, you need to let them know um, so that they can pull your uh, file and be able to adjust it accordingly to make sure that you are uh, getting the Pell Grant that you so well deserved. So um, I'm going to also uh, find this section here real quick where they indicate Children of Follow Hero, uh, Fallen Heroes Scholarship Act. Under the Children of Fallen Heroes Scholarship Act, an otherwise Pell-eligible student whose parent or guardian died as a result of active service in the line of duty as a public safety officer, quote, or I'm sorry, parentheses, defined under 42 U.S.C. 3796B, comma, or a fire police officer, in parentheses, shall receive the maximum Pell Grant if the student was less than 24 years of old, I'm sorry, 24 years old when the parent or guardian died or was enrolled at an institution of higher education at the time of the parent or guardian's death. The department is aware of the appropriations of an emergency coronavirus relief act passed December 2020, which changes the age qualifiers for children of fallen heroes from 24 to 33. However, this change has not yet been implemented. We will provide further guidance at a later date. So for packaging, again, all students, um, a school must use an EFC of zero to package all federal student aid if the student is meeting the above criteria and has a Pell eligible EFC. Note that the zero EFC is only used for packaging purposes. You do not actually change the student's calculated EFC. For more details, see the electronic announcement of November 19th of 2018, HEA section 473, and 42 USC 3796B. For students who are eligible for CFH benefits, Children of Fallen Heroes Act, uh, schools must set eligibility flag to 402 in FAA access for the student. Any subsequent schools may rely on this 402 comment code on the student's ICER as evidence of the student's CFH, Children of Fallen Heroes, eligibility rather than ask for a letter or documentation from the previous school. So um, again, just make sure uh, if for whatever reason you uh, fall under uh, those guidelines, um, please contact your financial aid advisor and uh, let them know and then they will uh, go ahead and adjust your 
uh, application accordingly. Um, I also uh, wanted to put out there that tomorrow um, is the deadline for ICER corrections for the award year 2020-2021, and that also is for the FSA confirmations for the V4, V5 uh, verifications that are um, required to be in the files for audit for the 2020-2021 award year. Um, also, as a reminder, uh, the 2020-21 Iraq and Afghanistan uh, Pell Grant um, awards are, and also just Pell Grant in general, um, those deadlines are fast approaching as of September 30th. You want to make sure that if you have any files uh, for 2020-2021 that have not yet been awarded, as long as they have a valid EFC, you've completed verification, if they have been selected or you have resolved C codes um, that are required to be resolved at the time, you can go ahead and award those files and then request disbursements um, for the uh, Pell Grant. As far as loans go, that, that it, loans are not affected by the September 30th deadline. Uh, loans will not close out uh, for the 2020-2021 award year until July 31st of 2022. Um, loans are on a different schedule, so that's why that is. And um, just, again, make sure that all of your ICER corrections are processed for the 2020-21 or FSA confirmations are processed. I would highly recommend get them done today uh, if you haven't already because tomorrow, as we know, is Saturday and the uh, central processing system is located in Iowa for the department. They're on central time zone and uh, depending on where you are in the country or the world, if you're um, working on foreign applications, then you're going to need to make sure that uh, you have all of that uh, taken care of again uh, so that you can be able to have those files awarded correctly. And uh, if they're Pell Grant um, eligible, you're going to want to get that Pell Grant again awarded and disbursements requested ASAP. Now, if for some reason you do not get that completed in a timely fashion, um, as long as the file is awarded, and everything is accurate as far as you know with verification and C code resolution, then if you go beyond the September 30th deadline, you can um, ask for special dis dispensation. And, and what you would need to do is go into COD and reopen the school uh, to be able to request those disbursements. But um, you have to get permission to do it. Um, and it, it's not hard to do, but it's just better if you get it done prior to than doing late disbursements. So I highly recommend that. Um, also, um, while I'm thinking of it on the top, off of the top of my head, um, there are those uh, schools um, that have been affected with Hurricane Ida um, and they may uh, be a bit delayed in getting access um, to or processing. 
And if that's the case, um, and if, if you're in that situation, I would uh, recommend that you contact the Department of Education if you have not so already done so already, um, and let them know that um, you are in need of assistance, and uh, I'm sure they'll be able to assist you accordingly. Um, but please just make sure that you are um, contacting everyone today um, to, if, if you can uh, to, to put that in the works um, if you do need assistance. And because again, you just, you don't wanna delay uh, getting those applications processed and if, if you don't have to. So um, I, I know this is a low key um, uh, show today, uh, but as I said, I uh, wanted to make sure that um, I acknowledged uh, those, those Iraq um, and Afghanistan service grants as well as uh, the Children of Fallen Heroes uh, today um, with the anniversary coming up tomorrow. And um, I just want to wish everybody a um, nice weekend. Um, and uh, we'll be uh, talking to you real soon. And again, I, I, I just want to also uh, thank everybody for their support um, over the past couple of years um, with this podcast. When I originally started it, I wasn't I wasn't quite sure if there were going to be that many listeners. And um, man, I was uh, proven that y'all, you want the information. So I greatly appreciate it. And uh, I will uh, continue with Financial Aid Fridays. So next Friday, um, I'll be coming back um, with some more updates coming in from the the department. Because again, as we progress towards uh, September 30th, there's going to probably be a couple more updates that come along. Also, I um, wanted to uh, put out there that on um, October 1st is when the 2023-2024, I'm sorry, 2022-2023, say that five times fast, uh, FAFSA will be um, released for completion and you're going to be using 2020 uh, tax information. Um, so just if you have students that are already contacting you with interest to, um, be a student at your institution during the 2022-2023 award year, make sure that you, um, are preparing them to complete that FAFSA. The PDF form is available. Just go ahead and, and you can either access it through, uh, studentaid.gov or you can go to, um, Google it and just and bring it up and you'll be able to review that and then go ahead and, and complete that online as of October 1st. So again, thank you very much uh, for joining me and supporting me um, in, in the podcast. And uh, I will be talking to you very soon. Take care.